everyone, and welcome to Alight On, our video series that brings to light the latest benefits payroll and cloud topics. Today, I am joined by two benefits experts to talk about how organizations can drive behaviors when it comes to their employer-sponsored benefit programs in times of disruption and change. Please join me in welcoming Laura Dunn, one of our portfolio executives, and Cliff Centel, our healthcare navigation leader. Laura and Cliff, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you. Good to be here. Awesome. So before we get started, I'd like to remind our viewers that if you have any questions throughout today's episode, please put them in the queue box on the right-hand side of the console, and we will make sure to follow up with you at the conclusion of today's episode. Now, diving right into things, our world is clearly a different place today than it was when organizations thought out and developed their benefit strategy for 2020. In fact, I don't think I'm going on a limb when I say that almost every organization is right now revisiting that benefit strategy to ensure it's truly supporting the needs of their people, both now as well as through the rest of 2020 and into 2021. So Laura, I want to start things off with you. Before we dive any further into this topic, I know you spend a lot of time on the front lines with our clients and you're hearing what they're doing as they navigate COVID you know, together. And so how are they handling this situation. So what I want to ask you is what are employers saying they are offering to support the needs of their people? Yeah, I think um, one of the one of the key themes that we're hearing from many of our clients is they're using this, um, you know, unfortunate crisis as a time to um, really re-engage their workforce. Um, now more than ever, I think employers are looking and employees are looking to their employers at their reward structures. They are looking for opportunities to really personalize those experiences and re-engage their workforce. Um, we are seeing many employers re-look at how do they personalize individual rewards and benefit programs to their people while they try to optimize their consumer experience. I think this, this situation is really giving employers an opportunity to, to gather really the energy of the um, of their workforce to be able to focus on um, trying to engage their workforce. And so then Laura, I guess as a follow-up question, you know, let's think at like a macro level now. So how are employer benefit strategies pivoting over the last couple months? You brought up engagement. So maybe let's talk more about how engagement is being thought about differently in light of this pandemic. I mean, I, I, I really think employers are, are, are looking at key programs in order to drive um, engagement into, into their reward situation. They're re-looking at how do they bundle their offers together across um, multiple avenues while personalizing it to the individual. Um, I think, you know, m for much of us, it's an uncertain time. And many employers are, you know, saying, hey, how do I help my employees? And so there are a multiple of solutions out there that need to be tailored to an individual. One industry is not the same as the other. And, you know, we are all impacted by the pandemic, which is why it's really important right now to look at the totality of the rewards offerings that we have and really try to find a way to drive what makes sense to an individual. And putting those solutions together and really reaching out to employees at the time of need um, is, is critical right now. And we really are seeing from a lot of clients, a lot of interest and questions around how, how do I better capture this, this opportunity? This is, a, this is an opportunity for us to really look to our workforce, engage them and get them in, you know, really engaged in what rewards uh, work for them. And, and there's just a great time of need now. 
Absolutely. So now, Cliff, turning things over to you, you also in your role get to interact with clients, especially right now as they're changing their strategies during the pandemic. Based on what we've heard from Laura, as well as what you're hearing when you talk to our clients, how should we be thinking about technology and solutions in light of this feedback? Yeah, I think, you know, a couple of things that Laura said that are really important. One is, you know, thinking about new strategies and two is, is thinking about how you execute on those strategies. And the key right now, I think, is having the tools uh, and the levers you can pull, if you will, to make sure that you determine the right strategy and then you can get that strategy done. And so, you know, I think about that as a, you know, a checklist of things that we've heard from employers that they're using. One is make sure that you've got the right data so you know what decisions you need to make. Um, two is make sure you've got the right strategic guidance to say, okay, well, now that I have the data, what should I do with that data to shift my strategy based on whatever's changed in the world? Um, three is you need to have the channels to actually execute that strategy. When I think about channels, I think about, you know, most strategies that HR implements are dependent on communicating something to employees and then shifting, changing, adding to their behaviors. And so when you think about making sure you have channels, making sure that across any interaction you have with employees, whether that's your intranet, um, your benefits site, the programs they use, emails you send out, that that's all cohesive and works together to help you actually implement the change in strategy that you need. And then finally, it's the content, the tools and, and the the programs that allow you to actually change those behaviors. So, you know, creating a checklist of making sure that as an employer, you have those foundational capabilities within your toolkit um, is, you know, we've seen that really critical in, with the changes associated with COVID. But I think that's a common element for any time there's a change to strategy, anything that changes in your business, those four things are important in, in all, you know, in any change. Awesome. So now that we've established and we've heard from what employers are doing to support the needs of their people, let's now talk about strategies and best practices so that organizations can truly achieve that higher engagement and utilization that they're looking for. So Cliff, I'm going to actually kick things back to you. You know, six months ago, things like personalization, decision support, well-being tools, navigation. I mean, these were table stakes when it came to building an employer-sponsored benefits initiative what other things do we need to be doing to enhance our offerings now in light of the COVID-19 pandemic to make sure that our people and our organization's people rather are better stewards of their benefits? Yeah, um, I, I think this ties back to, um, you know, a concept that we can learn from other industries um, and take, take e-commerce and sales, for instance. Um, yeah, there's this idea called the long tail theory, and it's the, you know, it's the concept that there's a few things that everybody wants, and then there's a lot, a very long tail of things that different people will want. And um, you know, if you apply that to a real world scenario like Netflix, um, there's Oscar winning movies that just about everybody knows they want to go watch, but there's thousands of other movies and other content that different people based on their interests and their viewing history and things that they've liked, they're going to enjoy. And what we have to do within HR and benefits is we have to balance those two same things. So there are benefits that everybody is going to need and use. So your 401k program, your health insurance, you know, things like that. 
But then there's also a lot of programs that are very specific to people's needs. So things like um, you know, a diabetes management program, a particular uh, loan guidance, um, the pet insurance, you know, I mean, these are all things that employers think about when they think about their portfolio. And so, you know, going back to something that, that Laura talked about is to really drive the value of your benefits. Um, it is important to think both about the things that are really common and then tailoring experiences for people using data to put the programs that are very personal for individual people in front of them at the right time in the right way so that they can take advantage of those. And that's how out of a portfolio of, you know, let's call it 30 different benefits you might offer that everyone within your population is taking advantage of the programs that are best suited for them. Interesting. That's a very fascinating yeah. concept. The Netflix thing really got me thinking about it. Now, Laura, from your perspective, what would you prescribe as some best case solutions that organizations could start taking to get their engagement numbers up? You know, one thing I was thinking about when Cliff was talking um, was, you know, uh, I want to say maybe it was about maybe it's a year ago, and we had a gathering of all of our health and wealth clients together on our client council. And the, the number one topic that we had on there was, I offer this bevy of rewards to my employees, and what's the best way for me to communicate them to them, right? And now, you know, fast forward to today's environment, right? And I go back to what I said and what Cliff is saying. This is an opportunity to do that in a very unique, unique way. So when I think of best practices, I think about how do I look at my solution in totality? How do I bundle those offers in a way that allows me to personalize and target an individual at their time of need? But on the back end also, how do I provide the data and the analytics that really prove that out to, 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 my, to the employer? Um, that, you know, we're really driving this behavior, you, you know, this, this type of solution um, and targeting, I think, leads to not only increased in engagement in the program, it increases their engagement with their employers, um, and ultimately, it increases retention, right? It increases brand loyalty. So, this is the prime time for us to really re-engage and, and utilize all the tools in our toolkit to be able to get to our employees because they are, they crave it right now, right? They, they are looking for someone to help. Awesome. So, you know, one thing I think that's pretty clear too is the benefits package itself continues to truly be one of the most, if not the most opportune way for employers to support the well-being of their people. And, you know, as such, we talk about it all the time and we've talked about it so far today. That package needs to work for all employees and maximizing engagement before COVID was a big deal. And so now more than ever, as the workforce is continuing to change, organizations need to level set and identify what are their new expected outcomes? You can't necessarily hold your organization to the same standards you did at 1-1-2020 that you are, you know, in May of 2020 or in June or July as, you know, as we move forward. So, Laura, when you look at clients who are effectively pivoting their strategy, what results are they seeing or what types of outcomes are they trying to target as they look forward towards the rest of the year? Well, I do think a lot of it is industry specific, right? So one of the things that we've been doing as well is um, bringing groups together within industries. We've been calling them our peer-to-peer -peer sessions. And what has become very evident in those discussions is just the uniqueness for each industry, whether you're talking about retail and hospitality, or you're talking about 
um, oil and gas. There are specific needs tailored to each of those um, industries. And, you know, really the, the focus right now has been how do you return to the workforce and how do you adapt to the new normal? And what are those rewards programs that need to be offered in addition to those? And, and also, what are the new expectations of the HR department, right? You're looking at now, like, how, how do we optimize how we get people into the workforce safely? What tools do we have that we can screen our employees? What, um, um, you know, PPE stuff do we need to give them in order to be working safely in the environment? So HR's position really within the pandemic um, has really pivoted. And again, going back to what I've said, it's, it's just, you know, making sure that we are capitalizing on that and providing the right opportunities for the employees and the employers to make sure that we're getting their employees what they need at the time of need. Definitely. And then Cliff, now, I mean, when it comes to driving behaviors, I, I don't think anyone on the call today is expecting these are going to happen overnight. But um, what reasonable goals can organizations set and expect and results they should expect from these changed strategies? You know, I know that that outcomes are going to be the number one focus right now for the organization. So let's just lay out what some of those intended outcomes could look like. Yeah. So I'd say there are some things that can be changed relatively quickly. Um, you know, I think of it in, in three tiers. Um, tier one is, can you communicate effectively and provide support effectively so that people know what to do? Um, and you can actually see improvements on that. Um, in, in a short time frame, we had, we had a client where we implemented a comprehensive program where, you know, we wrapped guidance and personalization around their entire experience. And within three months of implementing that program, um, we saw a 10 point increase in the overall perceived benefit satisfaction um, for, uh, for their health program. So, I mean, that's huge. Um, and that's, that's within a, a few months just giving people a, a place to go and a place to understand how to, how to actually navigate the, the uh, opportunities they have. Um, anytime you implement a strategy though, and particularly when you talk about changing behaviors and guiding people to different programs, um, you, it is an iterative process. And so when you have a platform, you wanna make sure you've got tools and levers that allow you to adjust along the way. And so I think a good medium term expectation is that over a you know six to 12 month period you start to find the right ways to really get to the people who need the programs and you start to see those programs drive more utilization and, and results and then you know, i'd say the um, what probably what takes the longest is then to see the roi um, in terms of medical claims spending and it's not because the impact isn't happening right away it's because the way that costs work in the healthcare space is when you change behaviors, those costs are going to show up over time. And so, for example, if you guide people into a doctor that is not going to refer you out to expensive specialists and is not going to, you know, uh, get you into surgery right away, it's not like on day one you're not seeing that cost. Like that's going to play out over 12 to 24 months. And so. You know, generally speaking, at the 12-month mark is where we start to see the, um, the, the real impact of, of the dollar savings show up. So, you know, I think there's short-term uh, gains for sure. And then um, the longer-term gains, particularly cost, really start to build 
over the first year and then escalate over the, you know, the lifetime of, of the behavior changes. Excellent. And just to add on to what, if I can just add on to what Cliff said, I think, you know, especially right now where a lot of employers are realizing that their, you know, their, their um, claims experience is rather low right now because of the situation, because of some of the shutdowns and some of the healthcare systems, um, looking to do something now as we start to reopen and looking at what's going to happen in, you know, the, the latter quarters of the year and into 2021, it's, it's just a, a, a very important pivotal time to really look and try to engage people now before we have what, what potentially could be a healthcare crisis on the back end. No, definitely. I think it's important to acknowledge that as well. And so Laura and Cliff, first of all, I want to thank you both for taking the time to chat with us today. It's un we're unfortunately out of time. I know we're having a great time chatting, but um, I want to wish you and your families safe and healthy uh, time right now. I know this is a difficult one for all of us. For those of you who are watching today, if you were interested in learning more about our topic or our panelists, there are additional resources on the console on the right-hand side, and I highly encourage you to check them out. Uh, we know that this is a difficult time, and we hope that you and your organization, as well as your friends and family, are staying safe and healthy. We will always be here to shed a light on the latest benefits payroll and cloud trends. We will see you soon, and have a great day.